0: Welcome to Long Live the Music, a podcast from It's All Dead, made by music fans for music fans. I'm Kyle Hawk. Welcome to Long Live the Music. I'm Kyle Hawk, editor in chief at It'sAllDead.com. Excited to have you along with us today. Summer is winding down, uh, but concerts are happening. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about that. We're also going to. kind of just talk about what it's like to uh, be back at a show. I haven't, but uh, my guest today has Kyle Schultz, uh, senior editor at It's All Dead. Kyle, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you. We were uh, just talking before we we started this um, about all of the music that feels like is just about to come out. We're recording this on uh, Thursday, August 19th. Um, There's a lot... I mean, it's already kind of started. Um, you know, we talked about the Nadia wrote the review for the Foxing album uh, that came out uh, recently, which was a big talking point this this week after the Pitchfork review. Um, but yeah, we've got Deaf Heaven coming out with a new album tomorrow with Infinite Granite, Lord, and Solar Power. Grayscale's got an album coming out. Halsey has an album coming out. Churches has an album coming out uh, August twenty seventh. Like it just feels like we're stepping into this time of the year where there's just about to be an avalanche, um, of really great new music. And I, I think we both kind of felt like for the past, I don't know, through most of the summer, I mean, there's been some good albums that have come out, but I, for me, this summer there hasn't been a ton of stuff that's like really hit home for me or really clicked. Um, but looking ahead, I'm just like, Oh my gosh, like the next two months, there's going to be so much music that I'm excited about.
1: No, it was really weird because I don't think, this might be the first year neither of us have really had, like, an album of the summer. Uh, mm-hmm. Like, there's a lot of stuff that kind of came out in the spring that was really fun. But, uh, yeah, it just seemed like the last few months there's, I don't want to say a drought, but just not a lot of stuff I was super interested in. Uh, I did manage to find, like, Graduating Life, which was a pleasant surprise and uh, was really amazing just to kind of find. I was like, oh, this is my thing.
0: <laughs> yeah. I uh yeah, in terms of like the summer soundtrack for me this year, um, I, I don't even know where to where to point it to. I will say that last week we got the uh official um new EP from Meet Me at the Altar, Model Citizen, and it's been great. I mean it just it's one of those uh records that just sounds like a certain time of my life that uh encompasses the sound of summer. Um, you know. This is a band we've talked about before, and it's just so exciting to see how much success they're having, how much people are kind of latching on to what they're doing. Um, But it's just kind of that pop punk, easy core vibe that... I don't know, you you just hear it and it sounds fresh and new, but it also like puts you in a state of mind of like, oh yeah, I know what this feels like to hear something like this. And I just think, I don't know, we've talked about this band, but I, and you've kind of had similar feelings, but it kind of feels like they're capturing a moment that we all really enjoyed and kind of making it their own.
1: Yeah. It's weird because like, uh, the easy core thing has been around, you know, for quite a while, but. Uh, You and I have talked before. There's not a lot of bands that really are known for it. Like you've got a day to remember and set your goals and for your strong. And then it's a lot of gray area. But whenever you hear something like that, like it really kind of jilts you. Just like it's such a great sound that Mm -hmm. it seems like it's utilized too much. But when you really think about it, it's, it's hard to actually say it's there as much as it should be.
0: Yeah. I mean, there's only so many bands that have done that sound as well as what they're doing. So, um, and it's been a while since I've heard anybody kind of do something fresh or new and inventive with that. So it's it's been awesome. Of course, since the last time we recorded a podcast, Under Oath announced a new album. Uh, It was originally slated to come out in October. Now it's going to be January because of vinyl delays, which is something we've all grown used to but it just drives me nuts that we're gonna have to wait an extra extra three months but i'm stoked for that and then simultaneously they announced their uh tour that'll happen next year with every time i die who's also going to be put out an album later this fall and a band called spirit box that i listened to today for the first time and was just enraptured they're putting out their debut full-length album in september i am going to be all over it i feel like I don't know, man. I, I'm just fired up for this fall. I feel like there's going to be a lot of great music. Uh, I've talked a little bit about how I've got a couple concerts uh, that I'll be attending, uh, Lord willing, this fall. And you know, I'm excited. I'm apprehensive. Um, I haven't been out to a show yet. Uh, I haven't been into the live music setting since uh, you know getting vaccinated and in some parts of the world coming back. But you have been to a show. You were just recently at a show that you've been waiting on and everybody that bought a ticket on has been waiting on for a very long time. I feel like this tour was announced like three years ago or something at this point, but the hell a <laughs> mega tour with Weezer fallout boy and green day. You just saw the show at Wrigley field. We're going to talk about that. I got a lot of questions I want to ask you, but first of all, like, am I remembering this right? Like how, how long ago was it that this actually got announced and people I were buying tickets for it? I
1: don't remember for sure. I want to say they announced it in like January or February of last year. Uh, Because it happened before the pandemic. It was announced that Weezer would put out Van Weezer in April or May of last year. Uh, Green Day had a new album coming out. Uh, Fall Out Boy had a single or something like that. And, um, excuse me, uh, it was, you know, it was this massive thing. It was the first, one of the biggest just like punk rock uh, and rock shows that I think has been announced in a long time. Uh, You know, we haven't really had any big tours with especially that many top name bands uh, playing together. And it was just one of those things where it just, it felt like a moment because it was, you know, Green Day are kind of the flag bearers for just like classic punk rock Uh, from the nineties. Weezer are just this insane rock band that just do their own thing. And they have had like four different resurgences in popularity. Uh, They just never go away. They just, Are fantastic all the time and Fall Out Boy of course has just never stopped being uh, at the top of their game and it was just one of those things like wow they're all together and they're all going to just basically co-headline and uh, that was one of the things I think um, was so disappointing about last year because it felt like for the first time in a while there was going to be a massive rock show like an actual just great great show planned and As soon as it was announced, it got, uh, you know, delayed. And now it's finally happening. And I can genuinely say it seems like the bands are as excited to finally be on the road as the fans are to be there.
0: Yeah, no question. I mean, there there were so many, like, storylines when this tour was announced because, like you said, I mean, it's huge. Like, none of these three bands ever have to, like, open for a show ever again for the rest of their careers. And yet here they are together. Um, And it's not some sort of legacy act thing either. It doesn't feel that way because all of them still have had like really relevant moments uh, super recently. And so um, the fascinating thing to me is how they kind of like all represent very specific time periods of a very specific sort of movement, but it all kind of overlaps too. It's almost like a Venn diagram um, where you've got like, Certain audiences that kind of like maybe gravitate towards one side of the the diagram than the other, but it's really like a, a sea of people that kind of all have this common interest. And we're gonna we're gonna talk about the actual experience of seeing the tour. But before we get into that, I, I want to ask like, what was it like for you stepping into a stadium full of people to watch a show after everything we've been through? Was there like apprehension, excitement, like what, what did you feel? And what was the general vibe before the show started? Just as people were kind of like getting together in that setting. Um, so in
1: general, the vibe of Wrigleyville was electric. Like it was weird walking down Clark street, which has all the bars for Wrigleyville and just hearing either a green day, a fallout boy or a Weezer song blasting from literally every place you walk by. Uh, it, it just felt very festive. People are in Cubs jerseys and stuff and just, everyone just seemed super excited. Uh, it just, it had a really positive energy that you, I haven't really felt for a while. Um, you know, you you often hear stuff like you can feel the energy at a concert, but this, this really felt like it actually had something with it. Uh, no, it just, everyone was so for lack of a better word, just absolutely stoked. (laughs) Yeah. Um, yeah, I I personally I didn't have as much apprehension going into a, a concert like um as I thought I might. You know, I've I've been vaccinated. Uh I went to a Cubs game in June and it wasn't, you know, super packed, but it was still the most people I've seen in a very long time. <laughs> yeah. So uh I I had kind of uh dipped my toes back in the water of just being around that many people again uh, earlier and you know, obviously things have kind of changed now. It's a little different with, uh, you know, the resurgence and uh, the virus coming around, but no one seemed super upset, uh, you know, as an outdoors event uh, and yeah. just the feeling in it was, there was a little bit of apprehension going in because it was a sold out venue and right. just so many people there. But then once you're inside, like everyone just kind of, it seemed like that seemed to melt away because the feeling there was just so positive. Uh, you know, you got, got in your seat and just shows going on and, uh, I, you know, people were wearing masks at some points and everything, but for the most part, it just, that kind of apprehension of, uh, the setting kind of dripped away just because of just how much energy was there.
0: Yeah. It's interesting. The moment you started describing it, I could like, I can envision it in my head. And if you haven't been to, if you're not from Chicago or the Midwest and you haven't been to Wrigleyville, um, it's kind of hard to explain. Cause I feel like it, I don't really know what to compare it to. And I know, you know, all cities kind of have their own, like, you know, things and neighborhoods and like, cool stuff. Wrigleyville is so specific because it's obviously like built around Wrigley Field and, you know, Cubs games, but there's like music venues. You know, the Metro is right there. That's one of my favorite venues in Chicago, just for nostalgia's sake. I mean, you can have a night where there's like three or four different like events, including a major league baseball game, like all going on in the same neighborhood. And it's like, you're in a neighborhood, but it doesn't, it feels like it's a neighborhood where people are just like, hanging out it's like such a unique experience so like the minute you were describing that i was kind of like taken back to like nights that you and i have kind of been in that area or going to shows and stuff but yeah it it, that gives me like good feelings of like yeah i want to feel that again you know and we're all kind of like dipping our toes back in and making our way back um you know as we feel comfortable but just you saying that i was like wow that that feels like a, a fun night so wrigley field is interesting you've been to a concert there before right
1: I've actually seen Green Day and Fall Out Boy there before. That's crazy. So
0: <laughs> tell me about the venue. I mean, I've been to Wrigley Field for baseball games and I've always thought I thought that baseball stadiums are like weird places to have a concert um, just because of the way, I mean, it's a very specific design and construction. Um, I've been to like arena shows like at football stadiums and stuff like that, but I've never been to a show at a baseball stadium and it's always felt odd to me like that it would be weird, but it obviously Wrigley Field brings a lot of concerts in like what is that experience like when you go to a show there
1: honestly it is a little weird like um so they they put the stage up in the outfield so it's facing uh home plate so the stage is there it's obviously pretty far away from the stand so you're uh farther away than you might be at any other venue but they block off the actual uh bases area I don't know if there's an I'm a baseball fan. I don't know if there's a real term for it. <laughs> the <outfield. laughs> the places where the men run. Uh, they block that <laughs> off. But then like the outfield, they it just becomes general seating um, and they have uh, standing areas next to you know the stage and the stage kind of pops out into um, the outfield so they can kind of walk into the middle of the crowd a little bit. So uh, if you get something near the stage, you're right up against it pretty much. But if you're in the stands, you're going to be a bit further away than you might be uh anywhere else but uh you know it's still decent seats it's you can still see the entire stage fantastically um uh, there's giant screens and stuff so you can obviously you know see everyone very close up uh from literally anywhere you're sitting
0: yeah that's cool so who uh, am i remembering right that there's like an opening band for that kind of opens this Oh, you or... mean
1: the Interrupters? One of That's the single right. and this is... <laughs>
0: bands the last four years? <laughs> this is like a band that you have been like, you've been their biggest fan. You've been like out in the world sharing the gospel of the Interrupters, right? Yeah.
1: No, I, uh, I'd never heard of them. They put out two albums I'd never heard before. And uh, Fight the Good Fight came out two or three years ago now. And uh, when I discovered it, I fell in absolute love. Like it's within the top 10 albums I've ever heard. Uh, it reinvigorated my love of ska, uh, to a point where it's arguable. That's my favorite genre and it's lasted for over a year.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, how, how was their part of the show and how did people react?
1: Um, no, they, they were just as amazing on stage as I wanted them to be. Uh, you know, they're gaining notoriety. They're one of the first like, Scene bands I've actually heard on the radio in who knows how long. Uh, so they're their names out there, like they're definitely uh making waves. But when they were on stage, the stadium was still filling up. There it wasn't packed by any means, but the people that were there were just in love with it. It was so good. Yeah. Like they match the energy of uh Fallout Boy or Green Day almost perfectly. Like it's just that raw vibe. Um and just uh yeah no they were they were amazing
0: that's cool i it's I, not to backtrack here but i'm looking through the uh like the tour dates they're almost playing like exclusively baseball parks like i i didn't realize oh, that really? that must be like <laughs> an in, that has to be intentional i don't know why you would only play baseball stadiums but like that's literally what they're doing that's that's fascinating um, interesting sorry that's for the there, <laughs> there. i just i don't know that i've ever seen that before i'm sure somebody's done it but uh, it's new to me um, so my biggest, uh, the thing I'm most interested about of the vibe of this tour is cause again, when it got announced, it's like, well, who's the headliner, you know? And I think everybody can probably kind of come to the same place of like green day probably headlines this out of, out of these three bands, but you can make an argument for, for all three in different ways. But ultimately, Green Day's, I mean, they've got the biggest, the longest track record, I think the largest reach of influence. But, you know, Fallout Boy and Weezer, I mean, you you really could have talked either one of those bands into going first. So it, it goes Weezer, Fallout Boy, Green Day. Being at the show and watching it, did that feel like the right order to you?
1: Absolutely. Um, no, it was weird because for, I didn't, I was questioning who would like what order they'd go in. Um, I I assumed Green Day would headline just because their, their shows are on a different level from anything I've ever seen. Um, But yeah, like Weezer, Fall Out Boy and Green Day, they're top brass. Like it's just one of those weird things where it's just any of them are headline material for anything. And for a long time, I assumed they would just like kind of rotate maybe, but um, that doesn't seem to be the case. So, yeah. So Weezer opens and then fallout boy and then green day. And it's weird because for a very long time, I feel like in a lot of people's eyes, maybe not the bands themselves, but a lot of people, uh, weezer and green day were kind of rivals like they're neck and neck with mm-hmm. who was the big nineties band. Right. And it was weird to kind of see them together. And, uh, what I really like about Weezer is like I said, they've gone through waves of popularity. Like they seem to every five years or so they release a song that just utterly explodes. And it has like a whole new generation of people that fall in love with them. And you know, they being a Weezer fan, you have your ups and downs, but it's like every few years <laughs> you're going to get something that's just mind-blowingly good. <laughs> yeah. But um, what I like about them though is so they opened it and, um, after the interrupters, but I enjoy the fact that Rivers and, a uh, company have kind of delved into, they're doing their own thing. They've kind of fallen into the role of just, we're a rock band. We're not trying to conquer the world anymore. So they yeah. just went up, they had fun with it. Like it wasn't any big production or anything. Uh, you know, they just started playing songs and it was a, uh, it was a best of track list pretty much. Uh, they played Africa's Toto, which, uh, everyone lost their minds for <laughs> or Toto is Africa. Let me get that correct. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, they, they just kind of fell into the role of we're just going to play music. You guys enjoy it.
0: Yeah. I it's, it's interesting because uh, you and I were chatting, I think after the first show of this tour and the, the set list was coming out and it really is a kind of like a greatest hits set list for all three bands. And we we kind of had that conversation of like, it's really the, the only move right i mean um this is not the setting for like the deep cuts the b sides the you know uh niche fan favorites or whatever this this is the type of tour where you're like rolling out the you're rolling out the big ones and everybody um and everybody's down for it was that um kind of your experience and how you felt during it did you walk away feeling like oh i wish i would have heard this song or anything like that
1: not at all i heard everything i went to it's just it's been so long since anyone's actually heard any music. You wanted to hear everything you love. Like, I I think any, if they did it again next year, you know, delve deeper into the discography, do a little something different, but it's been so long since anyone has seen anyone live, uh, since they've heard anything. And just that type of celebratory atmosphere, you want to hear everything you know, you want to hear everything you love, uh, you just you want to be in a spot where even the most mediocre fan can sing along every word.
0: Yeah. So, of the three bands, which one do you feel was there? One that stuck out from like a crowd response standpoint that it felt like had maybe the biggest reaction from the crowd.
1: Definitely Green Day.
0: <laughs> Interesting. Like it wasn't even close.
1: No. Um. You know, we- Weezer was great. Fall Out Boy had a uh, kind of production thing they did it was much more decorative uh and don't get me wrong like the audience loved everything about it uh billy joe armstrong might be the single best frontman ever uh (laughs) when he got on stage just the energy he brought with the way he was just commanding the audience and everything at i told you this at one point so many people were jumping in the stands at wrigley field it felt like the building was swaying and uh, I developed a mild fear of just architectural failure and a loving adoration of, like, very strong support structures.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's only over 100 years old, right? So. <laughs> yeah.
1: What can go wrong?
0: Yeah. That, that's interesting. I mean, I, I guess I'm not surprised by the answer. The only caveat is that, you know, it's a hometown show for Fallout Boy. Boy. Um, but yeah. I don't know, like, how much that matters at this point. Just because, I mean, they've. How many times have they played Chicago, right? So. Um, you know, if you're a I even if you are a diehard Fall Out Boy fan, like Green Day is, is the big ticket. So I guess that makes sense.
1: Yeah, I, I it is a hometown show for them, but just they're almost too big for that. Like, it's one of those things where the level of uh, success they've had, it almost doesn't matter anymore. You're going to get the, the show they have because that's what they've really designed.
0: Yeah. So let's talk about one song from each band that you felt like was the best one of the night. And that could be however you want to classify that. It could be like your personal enjoyment of it, the way the fans reacted to it, something the band did during the song. Like, what were the what were the big ones that stuck out to you?
1: Uh, you know, the interrupters they had a short set. Uh, I feel like the people coming in, half of them knew who the band was and the other half maybe not so much. Uh, where they got everyone's attention is they played a cover of Billy Eilish's bad guy. And mm-hmm. uh everyone kind of stopped and looked hearing a ska version of that. And uh, I think that's when, you know, even the people who weren't super interested in opening act uh really kinda started listening. Yeah. Um for Weezer, I wanna say it was the combination of Surf Wax America and El Scorcho. Uh Surf Wax America is one of those songs you just, it feels like a deep cut. I don't know if it actually is or not, but it seems like something that I didn't expect to hear at all. Uh, yeah. El Scorcho is one of my favorite Weezer songs, and one of the lyrics mentions Green Day, and the crowd just lost their minds when that happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, Fallout Boy, you know, everything was fantastic. I would, I want to say Save Rock and Roll with Patrick Stomp playing the piano. Uh, interesting. You know, there was so much energy in the stadium and that song kind of slowed it down. He did an impression of Elton John that blew my mind. And uh, everyone in the stadium held up a phone uh, to light up the stadium. And it just, you know, a million lights just kind of flashing in the air as like the sun's going down. Uh, That really stood out to me. And uh, Green Day... I have no idea. It was insane the entire time. I'm honestly going to say the opening song, American Idiot, uh, struck me harder than it ever has. And I've heard them play that live half a dozen times. But it was just the opening notes for it, just the wave of excitement that rippled through the stadium as uh, you know the opening uh, lyrics hit and everything. It was something... It was one of those rare moments that you really don't experience that much. Yeah. Um, it was just after an evening of getting ramped up by everyone else, finally seeing Green Day on stage, feeling that rip through there. Those first lyrics of don't want to be an American idiot. Every single person in the stadium is singing it.
0: Yeah, it's uh it's a great song to open a set. I mean, that album is one that has kind of stood the test of time and the, uh, you know, after what we've been through the past few years, it kind of feels like uh, what you want to lead the show with. It's interesting you were talking about Surf Wax America, because if this uh, tour has a Wikipedia page and it's got the set list of all the bands on it and Almost every song has its own Wikipedia entry, but Survivor <laughs> doesn't. So to your point, uh, that kind of speaks to the uh, oddity of it being on there. I was really interested in the Fallout boy set list, and this is the my favorite of, of these three bands. but they only had one song from the last album, last of the real ones, which I thought was interesting. They kind of relied, uh, it's kind of a mix of like really early Fallout boys. They've got like several, you know they've got Grand Theft Autumn. Saturday. Um, I mean, I guess it, it kind of sprinkles throughout their discography, but they played a lot of like earlier stuff than I would have expected, which is kind of cool. I mean, if you're a Fall Out Boy fan, I mean, you, you kind of know all the different eras this band has had. And um, I think all of us kind of have a, a special fondness for um, for those early albums. So it was good to see uh, those albums represented there. I, w- I would say that Save Rock and Roll, just glancing at this, I'm trying to add everything up in my head, but it does seem like that Album had more songs than I would have expected. Um, no, that it, was an album that was kind of the big comeback album for them, but it's they've put out more since then. And in my mind, it's almost faded, I guess, and its relevancy. But there were they played a lot of tracks off of it.
1: Yeah, no, they. Uh, I noticed that it was a lot of kind of earlier material, but I think that was kind of done on purpose to fit the vibe of the show. because uh, New Fall Out Boy is very poppy. There's a lot of elements to it, but it's yeah. not as got blah, guitar heavy as uh most of their other work so even though their newer albums have insane smash hits on it uh it it just it's completely different than the vibe that like weezer green day give off so i think um going back in the discovery a little bit finding something a little older and really leaning into the guitar element uh kind of fit them into the show a bit better
0: yeah very cool well uh, I appreciate you sharing your experience about the show uh, jealous that I couldn't be there, but I excited that you got to, got to see this. What is your, what's your next show? Do you have tickets for another show coming up sometime soon?
1: Uh, yes. In a few weeks uh, after riot fest, I'm seeing, I actually forget who all's on the ticket. I, it's Bayside Hawthorne Heights and I think since vale. fail.
0: Wow. Whoa. <laughs> that's like 2005 in a uh, in in one show or something.
1: Yeah, there was there one day where a lot of uh, like after riot fest shows were announced, and I was just like, oh, I gotta grab something music again. Yeah, yeah. So I I spent more money than I want to admit on uh just various shows, but and then a few weeks after that, dashboard confessionals playing just a couple blocks away from from my house.
0: Nice, that's awesome. Um, yeah, riot fest feels. Feels like a bummer to miss out on that this year. We gotta make that happen again sometime. Maybe next year if they uh if my chemical romance comes through. Um yeah, I I've don't got care to think what
1: it- plague there is, I'm gonna go see my chemical romance.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, I know man, I it feels like we should have seen them by now, uh, amidst this, you know, comeback. But yeah, everything's been delayed. You know, I've got um next month coming up, more set. Um so that'll be interesting it's an outdoor event and then uh November 30th is architects coming to Indianapolis which if you know me if you listen to the show if you come to our site that's a big one uh it's a it's a bucket list band for me and they don't come to the states very often they definitely don't come to Indianapolis ever so um I'll be at that but yeah we've got Phoebe Bridgers coming here this fall um who else dashboard's going to be here May Day Parade there's a lot of shows happening i i've tried to figure out like you know, I want to pace myself I guess a little bit um, but it's also been hard to like see see all this stuff happening and be like eh, maybe I won't go but you know live music is back uh, we're all figuring out what it looks like um, and, and there's a lot of great ways to you know go enjoy yourself at events like these and it all starts with uh, getting vaccinated so if you listen to this a show and you haven't just putting that out there might want to might want to think about it um, Well, I think that's going to do it for the show, Kyle. Um, One day, you and I will go to a concert together again. uh, And like a couple of sweaty little boys that we used to be standing in in dirty venues in our Chuck Taylors with our feet hurting. Um, We'll we'll make it happen.
1: I dream of that day, much like the moon as it sails through the sky.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Kyle Schultz, thank you, sir, for coming on the show. Always appreciate it. Thanks, buddy. That's going to do it for this episode of Long Live the Music. Uh, If you want to hear more, subscribe to our show on your favorite podcast app, uh, Apple Music, Spotify, whatever you use. Check us out. Leave us a review if you feel so inclined. And of course, come visit us at itsalldead.com. As I talked about, there's a whole lot of music that is going to be coming out over these next couple months. We're going to be there to cover it. um, And we hope that you will join us on that ride. That is going to do it for today's show. I'm Kyle Hawk, and we'll catch you next time. Thanks for listening to Long Live the Music. If you like our show, come find us on Twitter and Facebook at It's All Dead. And of course, come visit our website, itsalldead.com.